welcome to Turn the Page, the official podcast of the Syosset Public Library. Libraries Turn the Page podcast, and I am here with um, the author of the book Stone Cold Fox, which is really good. It has an amazing cover. It has an amazing title, and I'm just going to let her uh, introduce herself and tell us what this book is about. Great. Thanks for having me, Jessica. My name is Rachel Kohlercroft, and I'm the author of Stone Cold Fox, which is about B, a very ambitious young woman, um, the somewhat reformed daughter of a con artist. Um, and she has her eyes on marrying into the 1% via a very eligible, boring bachelor by the name of Colin Case to kind of hang up her conning hat for good. Um, and she's a total bombshell. So she knows that the challenge won't necessarily be getting the ring from Colin, but rather the approval of his family and his inner circle, namely his childhood best friend, Gail Wallace Lester, who will stop at nothing to keep B out of their very luxurious fold. <laughs> I First of all, I have to say, so Gail Wallace Lester, her name, you know, there was, so I don't know like where you are, in, but like when I was a teenager um this show called my so-called life was really popular and the the love interest jared leto's character's name was jordan catalano and nobody could just call him jordan everyone like they talk about him they'd be like jordan catalano jordan catalano and i feel that way about gail wallace lester because whenever like she was rarely ever called gail it was gail wallace lester and it just made her that much more annoying and like b herself is kind of i suppose like she comes off at, at first you know although her character develops as an unlikable narrator in the beginning but man like gail wallace lester is really really unlikable and oh, she had, yeah <laughs> she, she has like the money and the clout to back it up and i just like so there's like a cat and mouse game going on between b and gail um there's a cat and mouse game going on between b and gail and um you know gail is in love with colin they are childhood best friends um and b wants Colin to marry her and she doesn't dislike him she doesn't love him but there are a lot of qualities about him that she likes and she thinks it could work um and Colin is not interested in Gail romantically unless uh, unless you felt that he was no I think I think that was a very unrequited love situation and because to your point, what you were saying, like Colin is pretty well-meaning, like he's not a monster. He's a little bit of a dope, um, but he's not someone that is very malicious. So I think why Gail still pines for him all this time is because I don't think he's ever been crystal clear about Gail. I'm not interested. <laughs> um, just oh, yeah, we, we've, all, we've all been or a party to those situations, be it on one side or be it on the other side or be it just like watching somebody and being like, right. What is that like that sex in the city? Like she's not that he's, he's not that into you. She's not that. Into yeah. You. That's exactly just, right. Like, 
Colin is just not that into Gail, but they have a history. Their family, they grew up together. They've known each other their entire lives. Um, and the last thing he wants to do is hurt her feelings. So he's never been super clear with her about that, even though his behavior is quite clear that he's not romantically interested in her. Um, so when, you know, B comes into their lives, Gail is ready to go scorched earth, which is funny too, because it's actually not that much about Colin. Like it kind of, it seems that way on the surface, but what they're really up against is like, does B deserve to be among their ranks? And Gail wants to protect what they have and B thinks she should be in there. Um, so that's really what it's setting up. Cause even for all of B's faults we can call them um she's not really I don't think your average gold digger like she likes the night finer things don't we all but that's not really her motivation she had a very wild and unsafe upbringing so the money that Colin and his family possess just represent to her a lifetime of safety and security where she doesn't have to worry about those things anymore and for someone like her that that is her ultimate goal. For sure. And, uh, you know, like the more you sort of go back into uh, B's past and see the layers unfold as to how she became this con woman, you really do start, or at least I started to really empathize with her and where she was coming from. And um, yeah, you're right. It was it was a little bit about Colin, but it was also like a lot of like, you know, Gail, like it was almost like she felt entitled to somebody to somebody like Colin, you know, and Colin um, generally, according to Gail, didn't date people like them. So here comes this woman who Gail knows is not who she says she is and looks like she's actually going to make it in to their inner circle. And Gail is just like ready to take it to the mats. And B is like, oh, you think you you think you can do this? Um, right. And, you know, this sounds like very comical and there are parts when it is, but I do have to tell the audience that this book is pretty dark and twisty and razor sharp. It has claws. It held my attention. Um, this is definitely, uh, to me, it was a thriller. It was a page turner. Where did this story come from? Oh, that's such a good question. I feel like I've always wanted to write a book. For my whole life. And it was B's voice that came to me first. And I'll cop to it. B is an amalgamation of the darker sides of my best girlfriends and me. And I say this because we all grew up in the early 2000s where the large, larger perception of women was super harsh and grim and specific. And even though now that we're in our thirties and we can talk logically about all these things and know that it was wrong and it's not right. There are just things that live inside you for forever. And you work on like exercising those demons as best you can, but there's like still moments where you look in the mirror and you're like, like I, I, it just, to me, um, I wanted to channel some of that through a character like B. The other thing that I just find 
so interesting is the type of woman that aspires to marry up. And I thought about how I could subvert that a bit. So B, as you said, is a pretty complex narrator. And I know, I knew there were going to be people that didn't like her or respond to her. But as a writer, I was like, how can I get them to hang out with her anyway? Like, if I make her funny, that's all I need to do here. Because people love hanging around with funny people, even if they're monsters. Bravo has made an entire (laughs) business off of that. So I knew if B was smart and cheeky and fun, despite some of her nefarious deeds, I figured readers would want to hang out with her and see, you know, go on the ride with her, despite if they liked her or not. Um, so it all really started with B and then I just kind of, I had like a brief outline, which I like to do, but I find my process. I discover a lot of stuff as I'm writing. Sometimes characters will pop in. Ren Daly is a really good example of that. The influencer character, she was not in my outline and she just appeared and made me laugh. And I was like, okay, we're going to use her as a pawn for B. Um, so I do discover a lot while I'm writing, but I do like to know generally where I'm headed in the middle and where I'm going to end up. Cause I just think it makes the process that much more seamless. Um, but yeah, definitely it was B's voice. Cause she made me laugh. And then also putting her in kind of a dark situation. Oh, and then with mother. So my first draft, I'm a screenwriter by trade. So my first draft was pretty concise because I'm just used to writing. You just don't have as much real estate on a script. So my agent really responded to um, the first draft, but she said, you know, you realize you wrote a novel about a complicated mother-daughter relationship. And I was like, oh, you're right. I guess I did. So when I went back in the revision stage, um, I wanted to set up the flashbacks in a very specific way because they didn't exist initially, but I wanted to show her growing up with her mother and just kind of lean into that whole relationship, setting her off on this path to begin with. And that kind of became the North Star because at the end of the day, she wants safety and security, but also internally, she wants to confirm with herself that she's not her mother's daughter, which is not always so cut and dry. I mean, there are moments where you're like, B, what are you doing? That's something mother would do. Um, And she has to make these decisions by the end of the novel about who she wants to be. Yeah, really, it was just so good and so complex. And I like that, um, you know, the way that mother is introduced is sort of as an aside a few times before you actually meet the character. Her reputation precedes her. Um, you just, you, you're with B, you're hanging out with her, and she makes a few side comments to her. And then you're just like, oh, her, and it's mother. And you don't meet that character for a bit. Um, one-on-one and it was very nicely done and um, man she was brutal Um, yeah Uh, I I really just like I said I loved it Um, so you say that you are a screenwriter by trade what have you written what do you what do you My first movie, my first produced movie actually came out last year and it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. If anyone listening likes horror movies, I wrote a horror movie set in the world of country music. It's called Torn Hearts, starring Katie Seagal. And I wrote all of the original songs in the movie and it is, it's a gas. It's super fun. 
lots of hot pink, lots of um, fighting between the women. And it's all about ambition and fame and all these things that interest me. Um, so that's the first film that I've had produced. But I've been working as a screenwriter since about 2015, selling scripts. But Hollywood is a whole thing where you can make a living off of it quite nicely and your scripts might never get made. <laughs> so I was very excited that Blumhouse right. made them. Yeah, you get optioned and they're yeah. like, here's money. And then it sits in option for a while. I, uh, first of all, I have to say, I love Katie Seagal. Me too. I love horror. That sounds fabulous. I will be watching that as soon as my kids go to bed tonight. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that is 100% my jam. Um, but yeah, no, that is that is true. You um, and, and also, I was a film theory person back in the day, which means I was like, took my undergrad and ruining movies for people oh great <laughs> you know like I sit there it's it's better because I'm far far removed from that world um it's been a really long time but um you know there was a point for a while after college where I would just sit and I'd watch these movies and I'd be like yeah so this and this and this and and this plot point and the final girl this and people would be like could you please I'm just tr <laughs> I, I I can't even be scared of this anymore and I'll be like yeah welcome to my world <laughs> <laughs> I know when you're looking at a movie with a closer lens I know my husband is a producer and he will always like pick up things like did you see the boom back bear or did you see that that was ADR? And I'm like, I'm just trying to watch the movie, honey. but I guess it's just um, the nature of our business that we're in. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely, it's definitely fun. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds amazing. So and you'll so see a lot of, if you like Stone Cold Fox, I presume you will enjoy Torn Hearts as well. <laughs> I feel like Stone Cold Fox would make a fabulous, um, like limited series. It's, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's listening, hey, Amazon Prime, you've already <laughs> taken care of Torn Hearts, Stone Cold Fox. It's, you know, because I'm thinking about this, the stuff that I have seen in lim limited series and what I, I kin this book to things like, um, I, I don't want to say you, but it, but in a way, yes, because it's not, it's not horror up front, but it's got the, um, it's got like the pacing and it's got the reveals. And um, Carolyn Kepnis, by the way, does write horror and she has this short story. I forget what it's called, but all I can say is I will never stop thinking about it and it like oh, there's I yeah that. I love her books I love the so you series um I'm a big fan and I like the show as well it's, oh, it's a lot of fun she also, yeah she also wrote a book called Providence which is like yes a, yeah that, but I really enjoyed it <laughs> one of my absolute favorites it was so unique um so if you're listening to to us talk about things we like check that one out too but stone yeah. cold fox getting back to stone cold fox i feel like it's got that in it because it has that horror adjacent that pulse racy um oh what was the other one about the toxic relationship corolla lovering um tell me lies that's another yeah, one so where like every you know it's not horror but it kind of is because the things that happen are rough. That have, yeah a dark yeah. thriller Dark with, thriller, you know, women at largely at the center. Totally, um, 
Yeah. Like I think about big little lies a lot when I'm thinking about what I would want the show to look like. I think about succession a lot, um, which I think the women on that show are great too, but it's a very masculine show. And I kind of like thinking about Stone Cold Fox as like the feminine version of that show. Um, So yeah, it's obviously something I think about a lot and I can't say anything in one direction or the other, but I, we, we can all be very optimistic. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I would love it. I would. It, I mean, really, it really is just so good. And, um, you know, I was thinking about um, another, so another book that was adapted that I'm kidding this to um, was The Luckiest Girl Alive, which they did do a TV series about. And I wish that they, not a TV series, I'm sorry, a, t- a Netflix movie. movie. And yes. that's another one that I wish that they had sort of stretched out. Not just because I love Mina <laughs> Kunis, and I think that um, the actor who they got to play her as a younger one—I yes, mean, they could, she was wonderful. They could not have. She was also in *Cruel Summer*. Um, they could not have cast a better cast. And I, I know things need to be adapted. You know, I just would have spent more time in that world fleshing out that story because the book itself, again, like all of these things are things that Stone Cold Fox should be in the limited series that I hope happens. But read the book because it is amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. So other than the things we discussed, um, what do you enjoy? And are you working on something, um, a book post Stone Cold Fox? Yes. Um, I actually just finished a first draft of my second novel that I'm very excited about. I don't think we're sharing like everything about it, but what I can allude to is um, similar to Torn Hearts, but a different genre of music. There's going to be a big music influence for book two, and it might even be a little spooky. So we can put that feather in our caps for now, but I'm really, really excited about it. Um, and then I hope to one day be able to write a sequel to Stone Cold Fox, because truthfully, I could write a hundred books as B. Um, I don't want to spoil the ending, but there are just, there's things that happen that I really want to see, um, where she ends up and how she responds to certain things going on in her life, um, post where the, where the book ends. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, I have to ask about the title. Where did the title come from? Please tell me. Um, Well, it's so funny. I actually, I have to give credit to my editor for this one because the title is so good. My working title, um, almost the entire time I was drafting was called Foxes because I just thought all the women were so cunning and foxy and sly. And I just thought, and I, I don't know, I'm a big animal person. So like foxes are one of my, I just, I like the way it sounded. Also, also families like the cases, fox hunting was really, really animal dens. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, I I knew somebody back in the day um, who told me that her grand mare and, you know, they set the parents up and here's a picture of them fox hunting together. And, you know, I'm from Long Island. And um, that world does kind of still exist, but not really. But, right. you know, um, it existed much more prominently, I guess, when this friend's grand mirror right. was a child. Calling them grand mirror. <laughs> but the thing was that, like, when she's talking about this to me, I was like, I thought that this wasn't real, but right. it, it is so, so like of another time. 
<laughs> it works in that way because you know the cases and you talk about like the, the names of the people at one point too which are just kind of like crazy um yeah. like Hayes and Nora and oh yeah <laughs> one of my fans we'll call him fancy ex-boyfriends he had a buddy named Hayes and I was just like are you kidding me <laughs> Um, oh, but the stone cold part of Fox's, um, my editor was like, what do you think if we change the title to stone cold Fox? And I like flipped for it and felt stupid that I didn't think of it myself because it just so like encapsulates B as a character. Um, so I'm thrilled with the title. I'm obviously thrilled with the cover. Berkeley nailed it. Um, I have the same manicure, which I know people won't see, but I just, um, I've been really, really happy at Berkeley and feel like they fully understood what I was trying to do. And then on all the other, like the assets part of the business, they just delivered in every way. So I'm really excited for the book to be out in the world and in readers' hands. <laughs> and readers will eat it up. So uh, check this one out. When does it officially drop? February 14th, Valentine's Day. Very cheeky because it's not really at all about love, but you can give one to your Valentine. You can also give one to someone you don't like as a warning. That's <laughs> so good. It's yeah, forever. I know. Like, <laughs> especially if your name is Gail. <laughs> yeah, really. Really. If you have a friend named Gail in your life and you want to rouse her a little bit, you should give her this book and see how she responds. But no, I'll be interested to see. It's funny because I feel like most readers are going to be um, team B. But then I've heard from some early readers that are very fond of Gail and that there's a hashtag Gail force, <laughs> like Gail force wins, which really makes me laugh. But you know what? I think that's the stuff that I'm really excited to see what readers talk about and discuss because I don't think it's super clear who the heroes and villains are in the story. And it's all very complex, just like people are. And it'll just be fun to see where readers land with these characters and even some of the tertiary characters um, that I couldn't spend that much time with just by virtue of being in B's head. But I'll be excited to see like, you know, who the Ren heads are and <laughs> people respond to Calliope. Calliope and Ren are two of my favorite. Uh, I loved Calliope. <laughs> I lo the fact that like her parents just went for it and were like, yeah, no, we're doing this. Calliope, we're doing three C's. <laughs> We're going to do Chloe. We're going to do Colin because, you know, that that works. And Colin is kind of a tame name compared to other people. And then yeah. they're just like, nope, Calliope, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> and she's so funny. Like, I don't know. I just, I really, I think maybe aside from Gail, though, I did work very hard on her to be three-dimensional. But I, I, my hope is readers see the affection I had for everyone and making sure you could see all sides of them, even if you can't develop them as much as B or Gail. I still think everyone's really well developed and has their own arc and things going on. And that's something um, if and when the TV show comes to pass that I look forward to being able to create new stories um, with characters that I love so much in a new way. Excellent. Well, once again, this was Jessica with Syosset Library's Turn the Page podcast. Our guest was Rachel Kohler-Croft. <laughs> and we are going to close this chapter of Turn the Page. It's time to close this chapter of Turn the Page. Join us for the next episode.